0: Having passion is owning success, but how can we find passion? Every Monday, Passion Says Success helps you find your passion through the lens of successful individuals because like Steve Jobs said, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. Join me every Monday to learn how others have found their passions and how you can do it too. Our guest today is John Hollis, who is a senior pen tester and cybersecurity educator with over 10 years of experience. John is also a published author of two books. Uh, One is AWS Penetration Testing and the other one is Cybersecurity Career Master Plan. Um, He also holds tons of certificates, and he's a very active speaker at many, many big conferences. So, John, you are my instructor and my mentor, so I'm super happy that you are here on my show. I cannot wait for other people to learn from you and get to know you as well. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yep. Anything else you want to add to your profile?
1: Um. That I'm an alpaca enthusiast and that I also raise alpacas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, John is a farmer guy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> besides being a farmer, um, you are a cybersecurity uh, professional. And going through your profile, I was trying to you know uh, learn more about your profile, and I realized I feel like you have been in cybersecurity for forever. Um, but I was wondering, before you choose cybersecurity, have you ever considered or challenge yourself in any other fields?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, two different fields. The, uh, the first field was music. Um, I originally actually went to school for music and uh, went and got an associate's degree. This is f- 15 years ago. Uh, it feels like 15-ish years ago. Um, when I went and got to, uh, get my associate's degree in audio engineering with a focus in music performance, um, because I really, really liked music. I've been playing guitar and drums and uh, a couple other different instruments, such as like saxophone and xylophone, um, since, uh, since I was in middle school. Um, and so I, I took that passion and some of the geekiness that I liked about computers and, uh, went to school for it. And then after getting uh, getting through school, I realized that uh, audio engineering is a very competitive field. Um, not that that's a bad thing, um, but it was a really competitive field. And uh, you know, if I wanted to do it, I'd it would be a lot about knowing who who I knew, being in the right place at the right time, and having an abundance of knowledge. Right. So you have those three variables that would make it potentially extremely difficult to get in to the field um the other alternative with using with that degree was i was a uh, jazz and classically trained guitar player still am um and i could teach guitar however <laughs> uh you know guitar teachers don't make too much money so i realized at that point i was like okay i don't want to be you know the typical starving artist um so at that point um i went through some transitions in my life and actually looked at uh, the military and wound up um going into the military, uh, under a, uh, special warfare contract with the Navy, um, went through some highly tr- specialized training, um, and wound up washing out of it for a few different reasons. Um, and then wound up becoming a, um, uh, a small boat engineer in the, uh, in the U S Navy. Um, and while doing that, I s- started working with, uh, Mechanical engines like diesel engines as well as working on electronic systems with those and also on just us Navy ships um, And started to learn a little bit of the things that I liked I've realized I still liked computers But then I also realized uh, part of my job was to be on these uh, small boats to do search and rescue missions and to also do um, patrolling work when we were in different ports And I started to learn that I really liked that aspect. And uh, I've always really um, admired, you know, uh, police forces and folks that were just genuinely wanting to help people. Um, Key, key phrases, genuinely wanting to help people Um, and realized that, um, you know, I could potentially do that when I got out of the military, I could go and be a police officer. Um, But. Not only did I want to think I could do that, I also wanted to be a SWAT officer in Seattle. That was like my, my peak thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to go to school and at least get a master's degree in criminal justice, maybe get a PhD in criminology, not even joking, and go be a SWAT officer for Seattle PD. Um, because I really liked the running and gunning that I had done in like special warfare stuff in the Navy, um, but also that aspect of helping people. And just trying to make the world a better place. <clears throat> but after getting out of the Navy, um, I had some some injuries that uh, I, I guess, gained <laughs> during uh, my time in the Navy and uh, couldn't, uh, unfortunately, uh, pass the physical uh, for, for the police force because I just, because of my disability rating. And, um, So in doing so i was at the time um i was a security guard and um i was a security guard at a dod facility um and realized that i wasn't going to be able to be a police officer and i would have to figure out a new pivot of what i wanted to do and that's where i kind of like started thinking about okay i really still like computers i'm still kind of i'm still geeky and quirky with computers Maybe there's something I can do with computers, other than you know, maybe going at, at, at the time I was thinking like I can go work at Best Buy. I was like, I don't want to go do that. Maybe there's something else out there, and that's when I just started to find cybersecurity, and thought, okay, cybersecurity is about essentially helping companies be you know stronger and more resilient to the evil forces of the internet, um, and, and and from there I essentially had a uh, pivoted into what is ascended into my career now um, where I, yeah, I essentially thought, okay, this is something that I can do where I can help people and I can still be techie and geeky um, and vice versa. And yeah, so I went from music to law enforcement to where I'm at now.
0: Wow. So one thing I noticed with your story is that you try a lot of different fields. Some of them even feel like there's no connection with each other, right? I mean, technology um, and music, it, to uh, a lot of people, it feels like there's two totally different directions. Um, and throughout all the experiences you have, I have noticed one thing with you is that uh, you notice yourself as someone who really genuinely wants to help other people, want to protect others and do good things, Right. Um, And then you also love technology. So you kind of combine all of that together and there we go, cybersecurity. It is such a fresh way to look at it. I've never thought about it, but I think this will help a lot of people to relate for themselves because there are a lot of kids out there who always want to be, you know, the police officer when they grow up. They want to protect good things. And if people say, well, I want to be a good man, then most of the time people are like, why, why don't you be a police officer or a soldier, right? But people don't really think about it in a way of like, hey, you could be a cybersecurity professional and protect others in a different way as well. That's really cool. Super, super fresh way to look at this. <laughs> I did not expect this at all. <laughs> so back to you really love technology since early age. Do you um, happen to recall why did you get involved into technology um, and why did how did you realize that you really like technologies and computers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um... When i was about five years old is when we first got our uh, first computer Um, and i was hooked on that thing i wasn't you know going into it and tinkering with it but i always had to be around it playing on a playing on a game Um, at the time it was windows 95 so i just liked tinkering around with the computer Um, i really 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 liked just being around it right Um, and then i remember uh, as i got older and the internet became a thing um, I remember asking my mom, like, "Hey, can I go and surf the web?" And I was, you know, not even ten years old at the time. And uh, and this is right when the internet was like starting to come out. And um, and just I just naturally started gravitating towards computers. Um, and then the another I guess another indication too that I can think of like an inflection point in my life where I'm like computers are something that I really really do like uh, was actually during my associate's degree. Um, where I started to get into electronic music and started to get really more into the development of music um, in general, right? Of like recording an acoustic instrument and turning it into a digital sound wave that you can then store and put into uh, a composition. I started to really, really find enjoyment um, in the just the overall makeup of how you did that um, because of just, again, spending endless hours in front of a computer putting things together um, it, it felt effortless to me and you know looking back on that is like kind of where I feel like it, it went from me just naturally liking to be around computers to figuring out how the internet works to you know being in, in junior college and being in a degree that was very balanced between um, engineering and music and really get gravitating towards the uh, the computer aspect of it.
0: That's very interesting. I feel like this is a common feature between uh, people who found their passion is that they found one thing they really excited about and then they just keep sticking with it. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they don't let other things to interfere and kind of distract them. So uh, for the listeners, if you have something that you feel like, oh, I'm so excited doing this. So, you know, learn from John and keep sticking with it. And who knows, maybe one day will be your perfect career. Um, so speaking of career, <laughs> besides um, being a cybersecurity practitioner professional, um, you have another aspect that people who know you um, notice that very easily, which is you do public speaking a lot. Um, you spoke at a lot of conferences. So, um, wanna uh, touch on how public speaking um, can relate to cybersecurity and like how can participating and speaking at conferences and competitions um, can help you in cybersecurity because you know if you put it together it at first sounds like it's not related public speaking versus technical right what do you say
1: yeah i say that they uh they do a very lovely dance to it with each other when you really really start to dig into it Um, public speaking is one of those things where you have to come up with a topic that interests you and then convince an audience to be interested in it as well. And there's not really a big difference between that and cybersecurity because no matter what part of cybersecurity you work in, you're working in essentially risk management and your job is to assess risk and then convince someone that that risk is going to have some type of impact on your organization. So if you really look at it, it's it's not much different than preparing for a public speaking talk, right? It's where you, you notice an area you start to build up that area and or build up information on whatever it is of that area that you're, you're targeting. And then you present it in a comprehensible and intriguing kind of way that's going to convince the audience. Rather, it's a table of 10 managers or 10 higher level leadership. Or if it's an audience of a hundred people, you want whoever is, In the audience to be convinced and walk away believing what it is that you told them. Um, So it's again, I mean, yeah, that in and of itself makes it to where they are very symmetrical with each other. It's it's all about research and conveying that research to be um, impactful.
0: You have very, very fresh perspective on things. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Convincing people and making them buy your idea. Yeah, it is really true. A lot of the time, cybersecurity professionals um, find it difficult to convince the management, right? To say that, hey, we really need to implement this uh, this and that um, practices to protect the organization. So yeah, totally same thing. Um, And then how about, for others uh, who are currently in cybersecurity field or say they are new to this field and they're considering uh, to be one of the public speaker, one of the technical speakers, and they're not so confident about it. So from a speaker perspective, what advice can you give them? Um, Because I knew you gave me some advices, which really helpful for me. Um, Without you, I wouldn't have spoken at to the conferences, Um, I was not competent in the beginning. So you did help me a lot. So um, I want others to hear the advice as well in case they are in this situation. So go ahead.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Really concisely, a few points is don't think that your topic is dumb. If it's fundamental, it doesn't mean it's dumb. You have a new flavor and spin on that fundamental topic that might help someone. Um, just because, uh, so just because a talk might be something simple or something that's not super complex doesn't mean it doesn't benefit someone else. So if you think it's going to, if you have a new spin on it, or you have something that you think may benefit someone, then you should turn that into a talk and go starting submitting that talk somewhere. Um, and if it's something highly complex, make sure that you break it down so that folks that don't have a a fundamental knowledge knowledge of the topic that you're talking about can understand it, right? So you wanna make sure that no matter what you're talking about, that it's, again, it's that comprehensible level. Um, The other thing is too, is to start out uh, small if you can. And what I mean by that is, you know, right now as we're recording this, DEF CON and and Black Hat are going on. Um, While those are good conferences to go to uh, and and speak at, You know, it might be a little bit challenging if it's your first time speaking in front of someone. So if you don't have any experience doing any kind of public speaking, um, I would highly recommend looking at like a local university or, you know, maybe a uh, cybersecurity meetup or a hacker meetup that happens online. Um, Also your local B-sides events or, you know, maybe a close uh, nearby B-sides event where you can go and then, speak about that topic Um, because chances are you're going to benefit someone and you know not to uh, highlight my own self but I talked about a very fundamental topic last year at DEF CON and I didn't think it was going to be anything crazy but um, it was essentially a roadmap of how you could go from zero to hero in pen testing and again very fundamental and it was one of the most watched and viewed talks of uh, DEF CON safe mode. So let my lessons learned be your <laughs> guidance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can totally confirm that this is true. <laughs> I <laughs> I was not sure about my topic the first time I spoke at a cybersecurity conference. I, I really thought that it's too basic. People wouldn't love it, but turns out people really like it and people are really supportive about it, right? So give it a shot outside. Um, all right, so that was the public speaking part in terms of cybersecurity area. So going back to cybersecurity focus, if you have to choose, what would be your three most favorite thing about cybersecurity?
1: My three most favorite things about cybersecurity? Hmm, that's a big question. Um, the one I think the, the number one big thing is that, you know, every day is a new day and, it, and it's going to be different. Um, no matter what organization you work in, what part of cybersecurity you work in, every day is going to be something a little different. It's going to you know, kind of keep your, your curious mindset going. And I know we hear curiosity being spun around a lot in cybersecurity, but it's true. And curiosity is like the number one pillar for growth. Um, so if you want to grow as a professional, just go into cybersecurity because it's going to naturally make you have to do that. Um, number two with, um, being more directly related to what I do is, um, getting to, to hack things, but not in a sense of where you're just getting to hack things all the time. It's, uh, hacking things to show people how to do their, their processes, uh, better. And the way how I really look at it is it's this really, um, heartfelt kind of way of looking at it, but. Um, You know, it's it's hacking to make make folks better than they were before and to help guide them and help hold their hands, to make them better than they were before. Um, And then number three is that uh, cybersecurity is becoming extremely inclusive and is essentially making a marketplace for anyone who wants to join. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's there is an abundance of employment in cybersecurity that folks that used to not know what they wanted to do or might not have any guidance and or direction in what they want to do. Um, cybersecurity has so many different things in it that it allows for, even if you have just one little area of it that you like, you can go really, really far into that area. Um, and on the other side of that coin is cybersecurity literally has something in it for every different mindset of a person. Rather, you like you know, something more than the other, chances are there's gonna be uh, something, a skill set that could be utilized in cybersecurity that's going to um, fuel that desire out of you, if that makes sense. So,
0: Absolutely makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, so uh, one last question before we coming to the end of the show, uh, mm-hmm. for people who are considering cybersecurity um, as their next career, what mm-hmm uh, some advice or insights of this field you want to share with them to help them prepare.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, start networking on the internet because that's where most of the cybersecurity folks like to live. Um, so go to like LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, medium. You can even look on Reddit, go create a Reddit account, um, and start networking pretty heavily on there. Um, Another thing that uh, I would highly recommend doing is starting blogging, whether it's vlogging on like YouTube or another video channel or uh, start a blog on, you know, creating your own website or doing something such as like a, like Medium, which is a pretty heavy blog site now. So you're going to find ways that where once you start networking, you can then direct people to things that you talk about or things that you do. Uh, the other thing is too, is start thinking about Things that interest you right don't start looking at career fields and say oh that looks pretty cool start thinking about well what do i really like right do i lo- am i someone that i could see you know doing this for eight hours a day or doing that for eight hours a day because chances are this or that has something associated with cybersecurity. and then start looking up um you know you could literally do it in a google search about things that will pique that interest in cybersecurity. Um, So yeah, it's a lot of, it's it's essentially meeting a bunch of people uh, and then developing your own brand and then also starting to figure out what's gonna be your niche area. And then once you have those three things figured out, you can start to really dive into it and start thinking about certifications, Um, degrees, if you want to go either one of those routes or, you know, however you need to develop your skill set and elevate your brand, um, you'll be able to do after figuring out and establishing those first three things.
0: Awesome. I love the last point you say is to ask yourself what you really like. um, Because I also do strongly think that if you do a job without liking it, it's going to be a disaster. You're just going to hate it eventually. <laughs> so... Doing oh, yeah. what you really, yeah, what you really, really like is, is very essential. So um speaking of vlogging, uh, blocking, having your channel and portfolio, uh, like you said earlier, I know that you have one as well, right? You have a channel specifically to help people with cybersecurity um, and learning cybersecurity. So can you tell us a little bit more about that channel and where people can access that one?
1: Uh Yeah, it's uh, called Offensive Security Interviews. Um, we've been on... Uh, on a bit of a summer break um but it's a uh, platform used that where we uh we were pretty active on LinkedIn um and by we i mean it's actually me and, and another person now it just started out as me but it's me and another person um his name's Corey Billington he he helps helps out and i help him out um where we post job interviews uh job um job postings on, on our LinkedIn channel that has like 10,000 people on it now um we also post offensive security questions of the day pretty much every week or sometimes a couple times a week where um everyone in the in the everyone who follows the channel can answer a question that will will pose um that usually follows some kind of like offensive security or pen testing or red teaming scenario um we also will help out and do kind of like interview prep sometimes Um, We also have a podcast where we do straight interviews with folks where it's, you know, kind of, you know, just a general conversation. And then we even do shows where it's kind of more like, you know, it's it's a story. Um, So, yeah, you can find that at uh, offsecinterviews.com or you can find us on LinkedIn at Offensive Security Interviews. Um, Yeah, so that's that's the channel.
0: Okay, cool. For the audience, um, if you're seeing this, is on the screen. If not, you can find it in the description of this episode. And last but not least, if the listener of this episode want to reach out or follow your work, um, where can they follow you?
1: Absolutely. So you can uh, find me on LinkedIn at uh, at John Helmus. Um, I have a long number at the end of my name, as I can see it there on the screen. <laughs> um, or you can also find me on, uh, on Twitter at, uh, Moosey underscore moose. All
0: right. Um, awesome thoughts. So thank you once again for being here as a part of the show. It is, um, a lot of new, fresh perspective you brought into the show today. And I really hope I'm so excited for their audience to listen to this. And I just want to thank you once again for being with Passions at Success.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Kim. It was, uh, it was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for tuning in Passion Says Success, a show built to help you find your passion through the lens of successful individuals. If you have enjoyed our show, please like, subscribe, or give us a five-star review wherever you are listening. If you want to show us support, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash passion. Your help means a lot for us to keep the show going. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please submit a request at findmypassion.click. Thank you and see you next Monday.